0: Shalom everyone, welcome to the Noahide segment and I'm very glad to be here today and today I'd like to speak to you about one of the most tragic days in the history of the United States of America, that which occurred on September eleventh, two 2001, otherwise known as 9/11, 9-11. I do so as a member of God's creation, uh, as a human being as an American and as equally important as a Noahide. I pray for God's help to get me through this. I recall that day as if it were yesterday. I remember a lady uh, from our small congregation had called my wife and I and uh, apparently was blurting out to my wife, turn on the TV, turn on the TV! And my wife said, well sure Ray, turn on the TV! And I said, well what channel? And apparently the gal said, any channel. So the TV screen came on and lit up. And lo and behold, there was one of the towers of the World Trade Center on fire. And the reporters talking about a plane that had crashed into the tower moments earlier. I remember feeling great sorrow over the loss of life and and just wondered how this kind of accident could actually happen as my emotions were kind of rising and beginning to take over my rational thought i then saw a second plane fly in to the second tower my wife and i were speechless and just stood there paralyzed i know that many of you went through the same emotional roller coaster ride that my wife and i did on that day uh, a feeling of helplessness I mean I couldn't even think of what to do, in fact I couldn't even think. We we just stood there and watched in horror as huge plumes of smoke and fire were exploding and billowing out of these two buildings. I was thinking that this was the most incredible accident I have ever seen or heard of. And then all of a sudden the news reporter reported that the Pentagon had just had a plane crash into it. At that moment I realized that this was not an accident at all. Somebody had just declared war on the United States and had just murdered nearly three thousand innocent people in their first attack. Can you remember some of the scenes from that day? How about the people who actually made it out or were in the area are running for their lives covered with just dust and soot and and ash. Uh, How about the reporters and the camera people running down the streets running for their lives while still reporting and filming. And then there were the people jumping out of windows to save their lives only to die from the impact of the fall. What about the actual moment that the towers came crashing down there are so many horrific scenes from that day we probably quite frankly have forgotten more than we can actually remember do you want to know what I remember the most about that day and subsequent days after 9-11 I remember talking to a great many people and one of the common themes with so many was this need to blame God for what had happened I heard statements like how could God allow this to happen? or Why did God cause this to happen? Why didn't God stop this from happening? And you know these are very reasonable questions given the circumstances at the time. However, for most of us the truth in the answer to these questions will not seem reasonable. That answer is that God didn't do any of this or allow it to happen. Man allowed it to happen. You're probably wondering why I'm rehashing such a tragic time in the history of the U.S. Well, with God's help, I hope to answer some of that right now. Nothing in creation exists that God did not first give the potential to exist. This includes both good and evil. In fact, in Isaiah 54, uh, 16 and 17, we read, Behold, I have created the smith who blows on a charcoal flame and withdraws a tool for his labor, and I have created the destroyer to ruin. Any weapon sharpened against you shall not succeed, and any tongue that shall rise against you in judgment You shall condemn, etc., etc. We see the good because the smith is using his tool for his labor. The tool is made by man and is good. He also tells us he created evil, the destroyer. So it is true that God created both good and evil, but he did so for the benefit of man. How is it a benefit to man? The answer to that my friends is freedom of choice. Without freedom of choice we are nothing more than robots. So God provided a means to choose between two things, good and evil. There are no other choices. In every act that we do it is either good or evil. Interestingly enough, good and evil only exist by their definitions. They only exist in definition form until man decides to take action to do something. As we saw in verse 16, we see the smith pull his tool out of the fire to use it to make his labor easier. This is good. And in verse 17, we see any weapon sharpened against you, we see the act of sharpening a weapon to be used to inflict harm. This is evil. So we see that good and evil merely exist until they become a verb through the form of the actions of mankind. That action is choice made by each one of us and at no time can we ever say God made me do it. On 9-11, we witnessed acts of evil in a way that we as Americans have never experienced before and hopefully will never ever see it again. And now, we blame the terrorists for the evil, and rightly so. On that day, as a Noahide, I witnessed a majority of the seven commandments given to Noah for all of mankind to observe violated. These are the seven Noahide laws. Violated was the law of idolatry. Any religion that has a belief that requires its followers to murder anyone in their God's name is a false religion with a false God. The true creator of all things would never ask anyone to kill another. The creator would ask that we preserve life because life is precious. And as an example I offer this. Many of us know that the Orthodox Jewish people observe the Sabbath in a very very strict way. So holy is the Sabbath that God told the people while in the desert that on the Sabbath they could not even work on the holy tabernacle. So with that I ask what is the one thing that a Jewish person can do that would seemingly violate the Sabbath. That would be save a life. As an example, if a Jew were to be walking to the synagogue on Sabbath and saw a house on fire and heard screams for help coming from inside, they are required to do all that they can to save those lives. God requires all mankind to preserve human life, not to take it. I witnessed blasphemy against God, because anyone who would blame God for these acts or use God as a reason for committing these unspeakable acts is working against God and His ways. I witnessed murder as the death toll that day continued to rise from this murderous act to over 2700 people. I saw theft as these terrorists stole the lives of these 2700 plus people. They also stole fathers, mothers, children, and relatives from their families. I saw businesses destroyed, jobs stolen, buildings destroyed, all of which is theft with no regard to the effects that it would have on anyone who survived it. Mankind was destroyed almost completely wiped out during the flood as a result of theft justice justice was also violated due to the fact that it, in torah justice is only justice if it is tempered with mercy there was no mercy in these acts and therefore no justice regardless of any claims the terrorists have made to justify their evil. The two that I cannot prove were violated was improper sexual relations and eating the limb of a living animal. I do find it interesting that I'm able to share this with you seven years after the events of 9-11. Seven represents to me as a Noahide the number of commandments that God has given to mankind if mankind were to begin to follow these seven commandments absolute peace would break out though these terrorists violated five of these seven laws I must tell you that I see all seven being violated in my country the USA and in fact all over the world every day idolatry get this according to David Barrett the researcher who compiles religious statistical information for Encyclopedia Britannica and the World Almanac claims that there are are about 10,000 distinct religions in the world today. Now I ask you, how can this be? We are all descended from Adam and Eve. Adam who was created by one creator. So for Adam There was only one God and His commandments. Therefore, there can only be one God for all of mankind. One religion for all of mankind. Why? Because we're descended from Adam. So this means, my friends, that there are approximately 9,999 religions that are wrong in the world today. Blasphemy? Blasphemy against God is so rampant you would think that God had commanded us to do it. And murder. I'll bet if you listen to the news every day, you will invariably hear about one murder. Well, let me give you a real wake-up call. Here in the U.S., we have a large segment of the population that we here in the U.S. call liberals who believe in preserving the life of a mosquito while advertising, promoting, and endorsing the right of a woman to commit the murder of an innocent baby. Did you know that in 2005, this form of murder occurred over 1.2 million times? Which, by the way, was down 25% from 1990. Well, let's take these diminished numbers of 25%, and figure that over the past 18 years here in America liberalism is responsible for the deaths of over 21.6 million babies. That doesn't even scratch the surface when you consider the number of murders committed in other ways. Sometimes I really wonder who the terrorists really are. Theft? I don't need to tell you about the number of thefts committed in the U.S. let alone around the world. We see it reported nightly on the news as if it's some sort of uh, sporting event. Of recent memory is the theft from all the Enron employees who worked many years to save for retirement only to have it stolen by corporate executives who sat in the boardroom laughing as they plotted and executed the theft. There were people who had over a million dollars of their hard earned money stolen in the blink of an eye. What are they supposed to do now? Improper sexual relations? My gosh, where do I start? Let me put it this way. Liberalism has created an atmosphere of homosexuality as being okay it might even be considered a religion. There are now TV shows, radio shows, magazines, movies dedicated to the glorification of the homosexual lifestyle. You may even live in a town where once a year on Gay Pride Day there is a parade in which the practitioners of these vile acts are prancing in the streets in their gay uniforms telling us how proud they are to be committing an act that is an abomination in the eyes of God. Then there's the rapists, people who commit incest, child molesters. My gosh, the morals of our world are crashing. How about eating the limb of a living animal? Well, my friends, you will see items that violate this commandment on menus all over the country when we talk about the castration of a bull and then have his testicles served up as an appetizer we are indeed talking about a violation of this commandment. Injustice? (laughs) Time will not even allow me to delve into the depths that I would like to on this commandment. But let me tell you what it is not. It is not a judge who because of a technicality allows a murderer to walk free. Nor is it a judge who imposes a death sentence by way of starvation on a poor defenseless Cherry Shivo. Now before I'm accused of going on and on and on, let me conclude by saying that I know I have talked only of evil today. And next week with God's help I will enjoy speaking of the good that came out of this tragic event in our history. But in conclusion, I'm reminded of something that Yishai Fleischer of this very Israel national radio said in his lecture at the World Conference of the Noahide Nations in Florida this past June. And that is that we must fight back. Now Yishai during his lecture gave three great circumstances to fight against but as a Noahide I am going to expand on that to include all that is evil in the eyes of God. By that I mean those acts that are against the way God commanded that we live our lives. As a Noahide there is no greater responsibility than to fight against that which opposes God and His Torah and to promote that which is right in the eyes of God. Now you're probably wondering and I have too for a long time, how does one fight back against all the evil that goes on in our world on a daily basis? My friends, the answer is you don't. We the people must do this together as followers of God and His Torah. God created all of us with gifts may I suggest that you find a cause that you are deeply passionate about and fight for it. For example, if you are most affected by abortion, then volunteer at a Right to Life clinic. If it is a lack of justice, put together a letter-writing campaign to Congress or to a judge or to even the chief of police in your local community. Volunteer to work with abused kids or battered women. I assure you that your work will give you satisfaction that only God can give you. And God blesses those who bless others. In fact, to kind of give you a personal experience, a personal example, back in the day, I was an avid bowler. In fact, I was pretty good at it. I actually maintained a a high 190-200 average in multiple leagues. Well, one day I happened to hear about this bowling league that was called the Colorado Blind Bowlers Association. Well, this intrigued me greatly and I went and checked it out and quite frankly couldn't believe my eyes. Um, No pun intended. I was so taken, just so taken by what I was seeing that I found the coordinator of this particular league and I volunteered to help. And I, did, I said I'll do anything, what can I do? And she asked me, well I don't know, what can you do? I told her well I'm a bowler, I'm kind of good at it, You know, maybe I can help people improve their games or something. She said well okay let's give it a, a shot. Well after one day of helping some of the bowlers the league coordinator asked me to be the league coach and I'll tell you what I had the time of my life throughout the season these fine people shared their joy with me shared their love for me all season long and I and I have to tell you in all honesty that I was never so humbled in my entire life because I realized that I could never have given them what they gave me. It was truly a blessing from Hashem to be able to participate in this. Another one of my passions, as you may have guessed, is helping people come to to know God. And also another passion uh, is, is for those men and women who serve in our armed forces and also their families. So I volunteered to teach an Old Testament Bible study at Fort Hood here in Texas, which is the, it's the largest military installation possibly on the planet. Uh, I, I taught a, a two hour class every week to soldiers, their families, um, and on base civilian personnel. I did this for a year and again I had the time of my life. Hashem blessed me, Hashem blessed the people that attended the class, and and God just simply blessed everything about it. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. So I encourage everyone to volunteer to do something. Please, don't volunteer to do nothing. As I mentioned before, evil and good will always exist sitting and waiting to manifest in our next action. Choose to do good and then do something about it. I'll leave you with one thought. If we ever hope to make the world a better place for mankind, then we must always remember that the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. Thank you for allowing me to be passionate today. May God bless all of us. Shalom.